<laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's it's a lot of nuts. You want some nuts? I will be the victor. I will make my mouth move in different ways and make sure that you are the one bleeding at the end of this. I will do my best not to be problematic. But I make no promises about being problematic. And we're canceled. Thank you, everybody, for coming to our cancellation party. Yeah, it was uh, quick and abrupt, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll just cut all that out, right, Kyle? Yeah. I'm Nick. That's Steven. This is Real Rotten, the podcast. The podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, we like the bottom quarter of things. Yeah. Including bread. We're, we're butt guys. Apples. Yeah, you like those bottom of the barrel apples? <laughs> I eat the last 25% of the apples. Yeah, so the you, core, yeah, the stem, you, Yeah, you, grow up the on, seeds. you grew up on it with mules and things. So hey, my roughage. Yeah, so you and mules would just eat all those extra cores, apple cores and what? things. You're going to let that apple core go to waste? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, my dad wouldn't let me get down from the table until all the apple cores were eaten. Classic. <laughs> to this day! Classic childhood. Something everybody has. Classic dads, am I right? Welcome to Real Rodden. If this is your first time on the podcast, no hope, surprise there. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> this is—it's a shock to us. 126 episodes. This is our 126. We're we're doing some some new things this year. Uh, some uh, refreshing things. Yeah, we're, we're for gonna, being so rotten. Yeah, we're gonna try to do a Real Rodden refresh. It's the beginning, triple R, a beginning of a new age. But I think you'll hear that this episode's a lot like all the other ones. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do, man, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Today is February first, and we're releasing this on the podcast day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, day we, are, we are now a payday podcast every first and fifteenth. Yep, we with we, uh, some bonus ones sprinkled in here and there. We come correct and concise. We don't have a, a year long theme yet, so that's good for us. We're uh, we're not going to be bogged down. We had the year in the cage last year, and it was great. We had a good time. The year of living cagely is no more. Uh, prepare for the year of the double deuce. Yep. It's the double deuce. Oh, brother, we're going double deuce with this, brother. Shit just got real. You heard, uh, you heard, uh, Mr. Lawrence. We got to get into it. Uh, but first, some movie news. Yeah, it's some movie news. So I have two big things for Steven. Uh, I'm glad Kyle's not here or Alex is not here, so they can't yeah, stymie the conversation. They can't be the Disney, uh, the Disney, Disney Marvel shills that they are. Contrarian shills that they are. <laughs> There's two live action Disney movies that are, uh, are going to be filmed. One, we are pro. We we have to get on board while they're getting on board is getting on board. And uh-huh. Aristocats live action is going to happen. It's going to happen. Jazz cats are coming to the screen again, whether we like it or not. And we are fucking pumped about it. It's got to be. It's going to be good. Who's the butler? That's what I want to know. Who's going to be the butler? It's got to be that one guy that's balding. You know, the tall guy. I feel like it's the other tall guy who's not balding. Um, the guy he's with a the Jasp- mustache. It's a Jasper, right? The guy the from Mr. Our- Katz is Jasper. I think you're right. Every butler, whoever has been bad, is named Jasper. I um, 
screwed. Uh, future contender. Uh, no, his name's Grover. Actually, uh, the um, Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, except for Jeeves. No, the uh, the uh, the the guy I'm thinking of who was in Tom and Jerry, who oh, was the tall yeah, guy yeah. with the mustache. I feel like he's gonna yeah, be yeah, bad yeah. guy, bad guy Butler vibes. Okay, I, I see that. I Dave see that. Dave something. Yeah, Dave Coulier. Uh, I'm going with the guy from uh, Parent Trap, who's the butler in that movie to the mom. Oh, man, you got me. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but he's... he's I feel like he's casted out of that. He's aged aged out of that role. He's probably aged out of it. You know who else aged out out of that role and would have been perfect because he's a great bad guy and he's British? Tom Wilkinson. But he's aged out. He's too old now. Yep. So we're we're pro-Aristocats, but on the other side, they finally got their comeuppance. I'm, I'm happy to report... Our boy, Peter Dinklage, called out the Snow White remake. Yeah, big And dink. said, this is a backwards-ass movie about some dwarves living in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody collectively said, oh, shit, it is. Oh, you're Like, right. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been... If it's in a fantastical world, sure. But at the same time, like, you know what you know what the story is. It's about a tale of others. And we're, we're, everybody's sick of the tale of the others. And how the others are bad, but then they're not bad. They're actually good. We already know that some of the others can be good. We already know some of the others can be bad. Let's just tell her story. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. How's that for woke talk? Yeah. So uh, I'm glad. And they they came out and they said that they're gonna they're gonna look into it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. It's uh it's like um sending an email to uh, Target saying uh hey my package is severely uh, problematic and saying racist things to my child and Target will just say, yeah, thank you for understanding more. We're looking into it. And uh, if if Disney is the upper here, we're going down to the bottom. It's Hellboy is is doing another one. Ron Perlman is back. So it's not our Hellboy, which is, is which is a our boy David. Is the only reason that they're doing <laughs> Hellboy, uh, uh, is the only way that they're doing Hellboy, sorry, in reason, the only way that they're doing Hellboy is animated then, right? No, he he's coming back and he's trying to be old Hellboy. Yeah, they said, "Are you excited to do Hellboy?" And he said, "Fuck no, I'm 71 years old." <laughs> and then they said, "Well, why are you doing it?" And he's like, "Cuz the fans need some closure." Yeah, cuz so. Guelmo, Guelmo. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he's been busy. He's winning he, Oscars and shit. Busy you know? guy. Yeah. Busy guy, but he needs to he needs to end the story in the in the polite way and not with uh giants getting impaled. Yeah. Last piece of news. We're a Willem Dafoe podcast, always have been since the beginning. Uh, the first one we did, I think, was Boondock Saints, and yes, maybe one of the last ones because he he's he's pretty solid. He's too he, good. He doesn't he doesn't go too far below the line. He's too good of a he elevates every movie above twenty five percent. We we can fairly say, except for I think give or take three or four. Yeah, he's been on a tour lately because he's got a few movies here and there coming out, and here's here's what he's up to. The the year of Defoe. Yeah, the year of Defoe. Career I just, year. I just wanted to uh I just wanted to highlight a couple of these things he's saying. On doing his own stunts. He said it's fun to do action sequences, it's fun to have resources. I make a lot of budget challenged movies, so it's nice to have all the technical staff to work with. It's really fun to do those things because they're pure. They're pure because what you're doing is what you're doing and your heart and your mind follow. That's talking about Spider-Man. He was doing his own stunts in the new, new Spider-Man. Yeah, new Spider-Man. No way home. They're pure because what <laughs> you're doing is what you're doing, and your heart and mind follow. And in the same interview, he said, you know what? I think that I could play the Joker. Wow. He came out. This is Kyle News. Ring the Kyle News bell. The Kyle News bell needs to be rung. We have some bad hombres here. Kyle's ready to go. 
new Joker. Here's the pitch. He said, "This that's something interesting to think about if there's a Joker imposter. So he wants to play a dueling Joker with Joaquin's Joker. Yeah. And they would probably burn the set and the city that's filmed into the ground. Yeah. There's yeah. no way that that movie ever gets made because it would just turn into real life. Yeah. It's uh, it's the cla- Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans of, uh, of, of Menace, if you would. Yeah. And the last thing is that he's uh, <clears throat> recently gotten TikTok famous. Recently, for his his uh, he been his outfits. He been he been on, on the team. The team's the uh, Gen Z's calling him Willem Dripfo or Willem de Goat. Willem de Goat. Yeah, of course. So yeah. Willem de Goat. Drip Drip Daddy. Yeah, Drip Daddy Defoe. Um, real quick note: tried rewatching Joker the other night. Couldn't get into it. Oh, it's a one time watch, and we're done. I think it is. Wow. I think it is. I I couldn't get into it. I'll, I'll agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope, I hope to minutes. never I hope to never see it again. Don't yeah. cut that out, Kyle. You're not allowed to cut that out. Yeah. You need to live with your decisions. Well, we got to get into it. We haven't even talked about the movie we're going to talk about. We're talking about Kung Pao. Yeah, a a a, a wannabe Hall of Famer. It just might make the cut. Uh we're going to we're going to talk it through, but first let's let's get a taste of it for for us and for the audience sake. On January 18th, the world's greatest legend <laughs> I'm sorry? I said the world's greatest legend will be revealed. From the director of Ace Ventura 2 comes the hardest-hitting comedy of the year. Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Rated PG-13, January 18th, only in theaters. When I say I vividly remember each and every one of those trailers, <laughs> I vividly remember each and every one of those trailers. And and for to that effect, by that being said, never seen the movie until this month. Is that true? Very, 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 very true. Watched maybe five minutes of the movie in total before. Uh, Unbelievable. This month. Yeah, yeah. I I know those trailers very, very well, and. Just did not have zero any interest to see the film. Twenty years ago, this film, twenty-two years ago, twenty years ago, this film came out. Oh, that was two thousand. The two thousand two January release. Yeah, twentieth anniversary of uh, what some people call the greatest film ever made. I hope we never meet that person, and I hope that they never come across us. But that person, you know, I'm like, sure somebody somewhere is saying that that person thoroughly likes to finger paint. Just saying. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 13%. The audience, 69%. Oh, so nice. They oh, did so it. so nice. We did it. Yeah. Good job, audience. We all did it. I want to thank uh, the Academy. Uh, I want to thank... I want to thank uh, Bill and Ted. 69, dudes! Because we got to appreciate that. Yeah. That's, and a, that's a nice number. In honor of... Uh, of them achieving that goal, they they also described our podcast in the Rotten Tomatoes blurb. They said a short sketch is worth of jokes stretched into a full length feature. Oh yeah, because usually our podcasts are an hour and a half long. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. When it should be fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My my favorite uh, blurb. What's your blurb from eFilmCritic.com's Brian McKay? He said, "As deadly to brain cells as huffing paint thinner, but more delightful." He gave it a positive rating. Uh, questionable. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's more delightful. Uh, it could be as delightful. I don't know. Um, I've only seen this movie once. We are children of the '90s. Uh, lead paint was around when we were kids, so I think this makes it sense. It's just starting to peter out. It was getting on the. It was a downward of its hype, yeah. hype zone of the '60s and '70s. Yeah, parents were like, "Oh, we shouldn't be ripping this off the walls." I guess. Yeah. 
You should kind of be smarter than me. You should go to community college. I didn't get that <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> Our first son to graduate from community college. We're so proud of you. Yeah, got your AA. And it's not Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> My blurb from Edward Guthman of the SF Cron. SF Chronicle for uh, yeah. you layman's. Full of flatulence goat. Full of flatulence jokes and mild sexual references, Kung Pao is the kind of movie that's critic-proof, simply because it aims so low. Yeah, yeah. It knows what it is. It's a, it's a very self-aware film. Oh, yeah. Um, I would like to think so. And judging by the interviews, pretty pretty much no so. But, but we'll, we'll see. We'll it was see. of a time. There, we're going to talk about the time that this A came time, out. indeed. Yeah. Uh, notable critic. No, no Ebert for some reason. Uh, we got... A guy we've never done before. New York Times is Lawrence Van Gelder. You down with LVG? LVG said, To imagine the life of Harry Potter as a martial arts adventure told by lobotomized Woody Allen is to have some idea of the fate that lies in store for moviegoers lured to the mediocrity that is Kung Pao. Colon. Enter the fist. Thanks. We got a colon movie, first of all. We didn't talk about the colon. Yes. Yes. If we specialize. We are colon movie podcast. Pro colon. If, if, a, if a movie has a colon, I would say the average rating is in the 40s. Yeah. No, I'd say so. Yeah. If not less. Yeah. It, it, it gives some grandioseness uh, to it, you know? Yeah. Um, Lawrence, uh, no one gets your Woody Allen jokes because no one has seen What's Up, Tiger Lily uh, unless they're 80 years old. I just want to say that. Which is Woody Allen's film about overdub. Yeah, that, that, nobody else gets that either. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, Let's head to the French Corner. Uh, we were really hoping Kyle was going to be here for, for the French Corner. The what, what would you call a French Ky Corner? The reason Kyle is not here uh, is because we're, we're doing this little last second as per usual, but we've we've been dealing with some issues. Uh, Stephen, you are a COVID survivor. Congratulations! I'm glad you made it through. Yeah, cue the Reba McIntyre song. I'm a survivor. Kyle, you're cutting all this out anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm a survivor. Anyway, yeah, Kyle, Kyle's going to lead us in the French Corner, or he would if he was here. Uh, can you please lead us in the French Corner? This is the French Review from Jean-Francois Van Duren. Jean-Francois Van Duren. Totalement connaît assez, mais aussi totalement hilarant. Yeah. And I'm assuming, I think I looked it up earlier. Yeah, what's the Google translation? Absurd and hilarious. Yeah, yeah, totally absurd yet totally hilarious. Yep. I want to feel the like the French that's the love French it. Sentence. The French love it. Of course, the French because they get it. a shout out in the movie. They get a shout out at the end of the movie. The French love their slapstick humor. So, like we said, it came out January twenty fifth, two thousand and two. This was prime Nick age for this movie. I've seen this movie dozens, if not were you thirteen? Double dozens when this of film times. Came out? Yeah, yeah, thirteen. The wow. exact right age. The so. exact right age for this movie. Yeah, you're right. On the rewatch, I discovered, sadly, that there are at least five phrases that I still say from this movie today wow. that I maybe had not forgotten. Yeah, I was thirteen, but but see, like I was a weird thirteen. Yeah, you were weird. It was well, a weird you had 13. you had more culture as a thirteen. Oh no, I was twelve. Thing, right? No, let's see, twelve, twelve and a half. When this film came out, sorry. What were you saying? What you're, was splitting, your you're splitting teenage uh, people. Splitting hairs. teenage hairs here. <laughs> PG 13 rating, so we wouldn't have been able to see it in a movie theater as we have discussed. That's a lie. <laughs> One hour and 21 minute runtime, though. Yeah, I think I had the choice to see Kung Pao Enter the Fist or Supernova, and we all know <laughs> what movie I saw. Uh, I'm sending you to the fat corner right now. I need you to see what other movies came out on that weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. While, I, while you do that, uh, the taglines. Uh, 
Some of my favorite genre of tagline is when you give up on describing the movie and you go for immediately like, people generally liked this movie, so let's uh, talk about this one. So it says, from the director of Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, which is the... uh, Second Ace Ventura. What uh what's the week what's the date? Twenty fifth? Yeah. Uh you have the County Monte Cristo, the uh the uh okay, uh, that's, the guy Pierce Jim new, Cavizzle. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a new game right now. You have one movie ticket. What are we seeing? Movie weekend. I'm giving you I'm giving you these options right Opening now. Opening weekend. Let's go. <laughs> County Monte Cristo. Okay. The Mothman Prophecies <laughs> okay. with Richard Gere. Yep. Uh Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Uh no, Slackers comes out next week. I am Sam. Oh. Or a walk to remember. Half those movies are under twenty five percent. I may, I may. Yeah, but that's uh, that's actually a strong, strong late January for being late January. Yeah, for being late January. Yeah, I am Sam was really shoving Sean Penn into the uh, acting category, and then you found out that you know he went a little too hard. Yeah, you don't go full R, hard R. Yeah, and so uh, I think knowing what we know now, you go kind of Monte Cristo. Yeah. I think it. That's think the one that withstood that, the test that, of time. That movie I've actually checked out for the first time in the last couple of years and and thoroughly enjoyed. Jim Caviezel, some yeah. Anthony Hopkins, yeah. some it's Guy got Pierce. Some, it's, got some, it's kind of sexy in like a in a way that it like is. Man in the Iron Mask was not. Yeah, it is. I agree. I agree. That's the one movie to to watch. Um, but I think Walk to Remember is still remembered fondly by a lot of people. Honorable Mensch. That's that's a, that's a future contender. Yes, yeah, and really? an honorable mensch. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Under twenty five. I'm gonna I'm gonna verify that. I for don't you right think now. so at all. I yeah. think it's what's, an, what's your it, score? That made a Mandy Moore career. I think it's a sixties. And Nick Sparks. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's a it's an honorable mensch because it's a Hall of Fame movie. Twenty seven percent. Twenty seven. Wow, barely doesn't make the cut. Yeah, well, people really love that movie. Uh, Mandy Morris came out and said that Olivia Rodrigo should star in the new Watch to Remember. They should reboot. do a remake. That's what <laughs> Mandy Moore has recently said. This. Why would you remake a perfect movie? <laughs> uh, there was another French tagline. Uh, uh, if you want to read that? First. Oh yeah, yeah. What that was the ta- you said the tagline already? Yeah, I said the first one. Here's the French version. The French version is "Un parodie au père du kung fu," <laughs> which is a parody that uh, parody of all the films of kung fu. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. A tag you're in, Nick. Okay. Uh, mine on on my poster. You look underneath the cow, and the fist and the tongue with the face on it. All that is in this movie. Is that the Rolling Stones? At the bottom, I it says... I think Rolling Stones album. Yeah, at the bottom it says, Kung fucking ridiculous. So Kung it would... Fu at percent, at sign, yeah, yeah, pound sign. Maybe you got to keep it 2000. You got to keep it, it uh, PG-13, Keep it PG for the kids and then for the 2000s. Yeah, you, everybody you keep loves... the F-U. You, you star the C-K-I-N-G ridiculous. If your branding doesn't have curse words that are bleeped out with symbols... What are you even trying to? What are you even trying to do? Aim, in the Aim had just started. We were all learning to say things in yeah. in naughty ways without saying them. Yeah, yeah, making that giant S. Uh, tag you're it. Uh, are you the chosen one? No, he is. So it'd be like it'd be like no, he is, and then it's just like Steve Whitaker just uh just sitting there. Yeah, and he, or he's like pointing at his tongue. Yeah, yeah, I'm pointing at his tongue. Yeah. And there's like a magnifying glass. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> Honey, I shrank the kids' magnifying glass. Number Honey, one, I shrank my tongue. Number one use of magnifying glass on a poster, in my opinion. Yeah. Black keywords. Kung fu, chosen one. Chosen one. Martial arts, intentionally bad, and hero. Yeah, all those fit. All those fit, um, all those fit perfectly well. <laughs> it's our first uh, kung fu movie? First... We've had some 
martial arts adjacent movies. Uh, you know what else came? Uh, I know that's the most unfortunate part. Another uh, another anniversary. Um, this year, twenty years ago, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, see, Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, I that that resonates with me very well in childhood. For yep. sure, saw that opening weekend. Uh, no, the, it, it was it's our first kung fu movie because the only uh, quote unquote kung fu movie we did was uh, uh, America uh, the uh, uh, Amer- uh, uh, Invasion USA. Yeah, Invasion of the United States. We've of also America. done. Uh, Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. There. I was not L- present for a little that. bit yeah. of that. Yeah, that, I mean, you had Jet Li. Of course, you got to talk martial arts. But um, the uh, it's because we we have yet to do uh, one of my favorite films, The Quest. We, yeah, we want to do it right. The PG, the PG uh, uh, version of Bloodsport, The Quest. Yeah, we're going into uh, we're 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 gonna delve more into some B movies this year. That's yeah. that's part of the plan. Yeah, got to do. We got to keep it keep it active. Theater releases B movies. Yeah, which Kung Pao really falls into because. In the year 2002, so Scary Movie is a hit in the... 2001, yeah. 2001. Yep. They're like, we can do anything. We can do anything. They they tap Steve Odekirk. How do you say his name? Odekirk? Odekirk. 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 They tap him. He just does Jimmy Neutron. He's superstar now. They say, what do you got? And he's like, well, I actually own the footage to this movie, The Savage Killers. From 1976, he he is a martial artist himself. These are fun facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "You know what? I'm going to rewrite an original film around this film using the footage and green screen. Insert myself into it. It cost ten million dollars for him to do that, <laughs> and it made sixteen million uh, worldwide." Yeah, see, I feel like that's low. I feel like it's not really considering DVD sales because this d- is a it's major. It's definitely not considering DVD sales because this, this, this did film. well on DVD. Yeah, I, I, I had this DVD. Some of my friends had this DVD. Yeah, it's one of those films. It's one of those films and where that's it hit not a, counting hit a like niche. The, the stoner age of people. Right. So, like there were people in their late teens, early twenties that this probably really big high school film really nailed for them. It's a big high school film. Yeah, yeah, without question. I, I could see it being more relevant for high schoolers than my Well, this age. is a, a Steve Odekirk. That's how we're going to say sure. it. Sure, Wedekirk. Wedekirk production. He dubbed all the characters in the movie except for one who was dubbed by uh, Jennifer Tung, who played the other character. Uh, if you don't understand Whoa. what we're trying to say right now, I suggest going on YouTube and just putting in Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, and there is a 15-minute clip that says the best of Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Watch that. It's really all you need to watch. And that's all you need to watch. That's You're really good. You, you don't watch. need the hour and 21 minutes unless you want some of the little jokes, which I find very funny. Right. But you'll get the gist. You'll get the gist, and you'll basically feel like you watched the movie. You know the fucking vibes? He directed this. He wrote this movie. He is an Oscar-nominated director. He is. And writer. I mean, writer. 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 For, uh, for Jimmy Neutron. For Jimmy Neutron. But other than that, he's 100% real rotten material. Uh, he has to be our guy because we really don't have a choice. <laughs> well, he hasn't done anything really besides this. Like, he, like he's he wrote, contributed. He wrote Patch Adams. Right. He wrote, Nutty, Pro- he wrote Nutty Professor. Oh, uh, yeah. He uh, And then... Evan Ace, Almighty. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, yep. is... Uh, now twenty five percent. It was twenty six for the longest time. It's back, baby. It's back to twenty five. So this other directing. Uh, we're gonna do some Ace Ventura. Right, right. It's nothing to lose under twenty five. Can't I, wait. I, I remember that. I remember that film too. Cowboys and Aliens under twenty five. Everything this guy touches goes under twenty five. Twenty eight for nothing to lose. So <laughs> Evan Almighty yeah. under twenty five. Yep. 
which I I thought got pretty, you know, just middling reviews. Yeah, I didn't think it was 25%. That was like I a Steve Carell like vehicle that people love. People love that movie. I yeah, I think they loved Bruce Almighty more than they did well, yeah. Evan Almighty, so they're carrying carrying that weight. But we do have some notable crew. We got our guy Robert Folk, the composer. Bobby he also Folk, did, baby. Uh, did Tremors. Tremors. Did Neverending Story Part 2. Never seen it. <laughs> Have you have you seen the first Never Ending Story? No. Oh wow! <laughs> I uh, have watched in the last year and a half, and gotta tell you, wow, weird. It's not what you remember it being if you've seen that movie as a child. The someone is, in, that movie's fucked up and horrible. Someone tried <laughs> to describe the book to me in in uh, high school and telling me that the book never really ends. I'm like, <laughs> what are you saying? Are you dense? A book ends. <laughs> Uh, he also uh, Rockadoodle, yeah, composer for Rockadoodle, which we're going to do uh, in a couple months. Yeah, it's happening. Rockadoodle's happening. happening. Get your Rockadoodle boots on. Yeah, I'm I'm calling Whisk your, tomorrow your, for get, that sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have your little gobbler ready? What do they call that? The dangler. Yeah. What's the dangler called? Waddle. Yeah, the waddle. Yeah, I got my waddle ready. Waddle baby, waddle baby, waddle baby, waddle. Yeah, sure. Uh, actors in this film, you got Steve Wedekirk as the chosen one. You got Fei Lung as uh, Master Payne, uh, yep. aka Betty. Had to shout him out because he's the star. You have Jennifer Tung as Woe, and then uh, Escobar Tung as Tungy. <laughs> so not a real, not a real person. I think that uh, falls. In, I think that falls into the category of crazy credit. That's a crazy credit. That's a crazy credit. Man, I miss those. Uh, yeah, let me keep missing those. <laughs> uh, movie plot according to Rotten Tomatoes. Nick, take it away. Writer director Steve Wedekirk. Acquired the little-known 1976 Hong Kong karate flick Savage Killers, then seamlessly bended portions of the film with new material he directed to create a wild, off-the-wall comedy feature film. He wrote and directed and stars in Enter the Fist, placing himself digitally in the old film, redubbing the character as well as shooting new scenes. That's a great movie plot. Like you're not describing the movie in in any sense, uh, any sense, shape, or form, but you're describing how he made the movie, which, which is, is the which is fine. I guess that's the story for this movie. Yeah, like that's all you need to know. You because need to know the background <laughs> of how he made it, and then go right into the film, and you'd be like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." Oh, but I know the background. Like, oh, this is why exactly because if you describe this movie as like. A a real movie. A baby is trying to get killed, and then he t- gets raised by rodents. <laughs> gets raised by rodents and tries to take revenge on the person that killed. But he's actually being controlled by aliens who are French. Yeah, and he's his tongue has a little face on it. If you if you just yeah. if you just set the plot points of this movie, nobody would fucking You'd watch. Be it. committed for sure. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we're gonna make a scene here. There's a lot to choose from, both for the good and for the bad. Yeah, so. I didn't realize that your history with this movie isn't as uh, deep as mine. No, but it's great. It's still great, um, especially knowing what I know now. There's So, like it says, the, it, the movie is made of sketches, and some of them work and some of them don't. I'm going to run through each bit, and you can tell me what worked for you and what didn't. Yeah. And we can just... Uh, we can put them into fresh, and we can put them into rotten. Yeah, let's do a... a, a, a what do you call those? Pros and cons list. So, yeah, it's pros and cons list. <laughs> scene by scene. The movie starts out with a actual infant trying to get murdered, 
and the babe we got some CGI baby we karate got, fighting. We got dancing baby fighting. Dancing baby fighting. Uh di- I didn't like the dancing baby fighting, but I um I enjoyed the rolling down hill joke. Yep. Where the baby doll, you can clearly the, tell it's a doll. The baby a- yeah, the baby escapes the fire and then they use an actual baby doll to crawl down a hill and crawl then just- and roll down a hill and then a woman <laughs> picks him up and says, Oh, so cute, and then throws him down the other <laughs> hill again. They get to roll down further. They so that's I like it. It's like and it's some of your first introduction to the sound effects of being like uh where they're like yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. the baby rolling down the hill. Yeah. And that's I- like if you're not into that scene, turn the movie off and move yeah. on. I've grown accustomed to it. I hated it when I first saw it in in, uh, in a, a, a hot rod, but now I like it. Did you say that he's raised by rodents, which I thought was very? They funny. narrated that, but yeah. but it would have been funnier if I actually saw like rodent <laughs> dolls like raising a baby, like yeah. t- like burping a baby or changing diapers or something. I thought that would have been funnier. And it's also where we see the the star of the movie, Steve Odekirk, comes out uh, ripped. Well, he's ripped. He's 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 shredded. good. Good for him. Yeah, good for good Steve. for him. Do Life you think, do you confuse him with Kevin Nealon? I confuse him with three people: Kevin Nealon, uh, Bob Odenkirk, and Henry Winkler. I keep thinking, like every time I watch the film, I was like, "Oh wow, when when Fonzie like DH?" <laughs> He's like, yeah, he is the fourth level of all of those guys. Those He's guys an are the, they're the top three, and then he's like, we're like, we need somebody with all yeah. those, but who's so cheap that we can yeah. afford them. Kevin Nealon has no athleticism whatsoever. <laughs> what about Whitaker? Yeah, we'll just get him. Right. Uh, Odenkirk, has got that athleticism after nobody. Yeah, right after nobody. He's yeah. beating the shit. Saw that over the weekend too. That was oh, wild. you did. Yeah, that that was, was wild it was film. good. It was, was good. good. It's good. I liked it. Uh, they do the classic reputation as a fighter. This is where you get some of the slapstick stuff. So a lot of slap. My favorite part. Here's what worked and what did not work was everything else after it. But he punches a chunk out of a guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the best joke. Not because of the visual joke. But that's fine and dandy. Uh, the the narrator. So like the, it's takes also a break. where we're introduced to the narrator. Yeah. and and you get a who ends up being the same voice as the grandmaster as that the he trains one of the under. Masters. Yeah. yeah, and it's. It's just still funny. It's Holy st- crap, man. That's not even physically possible. <laughs> Aren't there like bones and stuff cartilage? back there, man? <laughs> I mean, crap, man. Look at that. That's like his stomach plug on the ground back there. You don't see that every day. I mean, that that doesn't really even seem possible if you think about it with body organs and cartilage and bones and i mean i'm no doctor but it was like one clean chunk uh when you think about it <laughs> good joke then and then it turns into him uh trying to show his prowess as a martial arts fighter he uses gophers as nunchucks mm-hmm. this is for the kids uh he takes people's eyeballs and stabs them out with his fingers makes them look like olives on his fingers yep. yeah which was a good reminder that and then he used he, to do that. And that then was, he did that his, was, uh, Is that a thing kids still do nowadays? I don't think people buy olive olives. Fingers? Do people buy olives like that anymore? It's a big Thanksgiving thing. I feel like. I feel like it's a big thing. Black olives, thing. people, yeah. and then you stick your stick your little grubby little fingers into Grubby's those, and, paws and then you on, eat them one at a time. Eat them one at a time, or you don't eat them at all and put them back in the bowl, <laughs> and then you yell at by your dad. 
um, the other joke that I appreciated was the last joke where he does his uh, over exuberant wah, wah sound and uh, he pops a blood vessel and then he passes <laughs> out. That was a pretty good joke. I like that. The uh, the other joke that I, I have to highlight throughout the film is uh, the master changes his name to Betty and then yeah. making everybody call I him think, Betty. I think now we have to just talk about the film in general. We can't yeah. go through these one by there's, one. There's so much. There's so much. There's so much. There's, we don't there's a lot that happens away. in the movie. Uh, so what? Let's do Rotten first. Rotten first. The thing this movie was most known for was a cow. A f- the cow, cow fight. A, ca- a like CGI cow doing martial arts. Yeah. And I'm gonna say when I was 13, it worked. No, it didn't. That's what that's what turned me off. There was like a, there I was knew that, that wasn't did, a real they, cow. They did, <laughs> they did the Matrix thing where he was shooting milk out of the udder, or she doing, yeah. she was shooting milk there out of the udders. There you go. And uh, and he was dodging them with with like the, uh, <laughs> with the with the trails behind him. Yeah, does not work. It's pretty bad now. It's bad now. The the whole dancing baby and uh, the overall CGI didn't work. Um, by start- the way, how many aliens did you see in this film? Because I saw three. Yeah, there's three scenes before the aliens show up that you can see them in. Worst other worst part of the movie is the alien plot. Yeah, the alien <laughs> subplot, but that, it's just because it's so outlandish and so ridiculous. And it, it everything of it everything like that. that he shot on his own, I think, doesn't work. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I, I yeah I know what you're I know what you're saying. Like if he just kept all the old scenes, if he kept himself like in the old scenes and just dubbed and dubbed and the like, dub yeah. the dub is still funny. That's still the funny part. Like the joke with the butterfly. What a great joke. What like, a good joke. Like uh, how he's just walking around and coughing, but he's acting like he's pretending to talk normal, he, he and then meets, he gets a butterfly he, yeah, flown meets, into his mouth. He meets his old master at the temple, and he's like sick, <clears throat> but he's really not sick. Yeah. He's sick in what was probably the original movie, but they just have a, a CGI butterfly flying into his mouth. Right. <laughs> he keeps eating it and choking it. Right, right. The whole the whole training sequences where you hear where you hear like weird chants while they're doing their katas. Like, so good. It's, it's so good. Uh Everything the the grandmaster says is good. Yeah, uh, Whiplow is is a surprisingly good character. He's still. not terrible. Yeah, he's not terrible. Yeah. He comes in. They said they trained him badly as a joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. I wanted to bring up. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> we told him, and they just made his voice the uh, the most whiny voice. I uh, second most whiny. You got voice. an ass. I'm gonna kick it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good joke. I'm bleeding, making me the victor. Hi, 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 why? Why? I'm bleeding. Making me the victor. I must apologize for Wimp Low. He is an idiot. We have purposely trained him wrong as a joke. <laughs> like, he thinks when he's losing, he's winning. <laughs> Just there's a lot of uh, a lot of quick hitters that can sneak past you. But after yeah. you've seen this movie like as many times as I have, yeah, uh, some of them have made their way into my. Brain. And then of course, Nut Guy. You, like how you how do you not like Nut Guy? Like that those little jokes and walking through the square and and telling me, hey hey uh, yeah, hey, that's pretty nice speech. <laughs> oh oh, why'd you do that? <laughs> There's a, there's three songs in the movie who are just which are just basically jingles that they made up right uh, to fill time while people are walking around. So the first one is when um, Master Tang's walking to face off against Betty, and he sings the Taco Bell song. He says, yeah. "Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell." Injurito, macho burrito. <laughs> Injurito, nacho burrito. <laughs> and I've been saying that my entire life after this movie. That's and so they CGI'd all the guys in there eating, <laughs> eating Taco Bell. And then uh, when the former master has really beat beat the shit up, he's. I have a mortal wound. Where, where does it hurt? 
Oh, pretty much around the big bloody spot. Come inside. I'll get the Neosporin. Banana, na, na, Neo. Banana, na, 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 Sporin. Yeah, Neo, na, 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 Sporin. Yeah. Yeah, and the silly. ventriloquist song. So there's two guys who aren't moving their mouths, and they just say, "We are both ventriloquists, ventriloquists, ventriloquists. We are both ventriloquists, and we practice every day." He carries a basket, he carries a paper roll, and we don't have cysts. But there is one thing that's for sure, my friends: we are ventriloquists. Have you seen him before? Never. Ventriloquists, huh? We are both ventriloquists. And it's just like a really catchy tune. And then after they get beat up, they still sing in the they're song. They're still singing, so yeah. So good. It's While just they're... like, it's just very good. Well, they're literally dying on the line. <laughs> That's a lot of nut! Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 and we talked about Chunk Guy. We talked about the terrible dubs. The, the zoom in scene, so good. Like those, that's a class, that's a classic joke that you can't get get over of just the 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 weird music that 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 triggers the zoom in and then the zoom out and then the zoom in yeah. and then the zoom out <laughs> and then they're looking at each other weird and then there's like a random uh, girl in a bikini and they <laughs> zoom in and zoom out and zoom in and zoom out only on her cleavage and then there's the that joke and then the joke of um, the girl Ling uh, she's saying like. Uh, Chosen one, help me! And then, uh, and then he goes, "I'm coming!" And then she goes, "Chosen one!" And he goes, "I'm coming!" And it's the same scene over and over. That's and over one of my most remembered yeah. scenes from yeah. the movie. It's very Monty Python asking, and, and I anything, anything with the bad guy on the screen too, Betty. Thank you. I have been called bad before. Many have said I do things that are not correct to do. I don't believe in such talk as this. I am nice man with happy feelings all of the time. First, a joke. What do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord? My ass. <laughs> Enough! Who changes his name to Betty. Yeah, changes his name to Betty. Uh, he's like... I will now be called Betty. Yeah, his 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 <laughs> sneer and his like and bad guy <laughs> voice is and really he just, funny. He's one of the best things ah. is yeah. So Steve's looking at a scene and he says like I'm just gonna make up something for whatever they're talking. They're almost always talking about what they're doing, right? <laughs> which is great. Yeah. So the Betty's the number one example. It's where he's like standing at the waterfall swinging the chain, and he's just like swinging the chain, yeah. swinging the chain. <laughs> I really enjoyed the ma magic joke. Yeah, the, yeah, goes, the <laughs> your clothes are now red. <laughs> that's, his, that's my number one. Yeah. That's something that I've been saying for years because he's, he's pointing out a thing. He's like, tiger. Tiger, tiger, tiger. Bird. Birdie. Birdie, birdie. I am a great magician. Your clothes are red! Oh, wow! Please, do it again! Tiger, tiger, bird, bird. birdie, birdie. <laughs> so and then he's stupid. like, your clothes are red. And he's like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Buster Jack. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, what a great trick. Now they're black. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're blue again. Uh, Alex would be mad. Uh, producer Alex would be mad if we don't mention the uh, the first temple scene where the master is sick. 
and you first yeah. introduce how sick he is, but he he keeps acting like he's not sick, and so he's getting massaged, and he he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, play me like a drum, play me like a drum, <laughs> play yeah. me like a drum." It's a great line. And then right after that, he sits Wimplow and the other guy down. And he's like, "Give me the rubber glove, give me the rubber glove." Eeny meeny miny mo. Yeah, I wonder where my glove will go. <laughs> uh, I I just still got a lot of good laughs out of it. I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the giggles. I it, think the the ending was bad. Yeah. Just because it was, you had to have... You can't it. wrap it up in a, in a clear way. Yeah, because you had to have him fight at the end, and I don't really know how the original one ended, but... I don't know how many times he got beat up to get picked back up. You know what I mean? Like, he got he got the shit kicked out of him two, two out of three times. For being an hour and 21-minute movie, he there sure are a lot of starts and restarts in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a, lo- it's a long hour, hour 20, and I, and I hesitate to say that because it feels, it feels longer than, than it is. For sure, in some in some cases, in some cases it doesn't. And for sure, like two, the first third and the last third of the movie go by rapid fire. That that middle third, whew, yeah, whew. the middle the that's mi- a toughie. Middle of the movie was the hardest. That was where we got the most Ling, who is yeah. the uh, the love interest, I guess. And she we got something. the and we got the most like set up for nothing. Like everything would constantly not pay off. He's like, "Oh, yeah. I gotta go fight. I gotta go do this. I gotta go do this." And then it would just be like none of those would work. Yeah. So you just keep going to the next one. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, okay. I guess they didn't really have a plan. They just needed like ten more minutes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the elongated scenes were funny though. When they so there is a part where Betty starts killing all of his friends. And so they're all dying right. in separate parts of the field, and the dog, uh, his dog included. And then he's like, oh, you're alive. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. And the, each one of them fakes a death, but then they yell for him again. He goes back, and then he has to do the whole scene over again. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, why'd you leave? I thought I just I just went like this. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> and he's like, well, that kind of sounded like you were dead. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Mushu. There is a where he looks to the stars and gets told what to do by a Mushu Mushu Fasa Mushu Fasa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not great. Not great. Not a great joke. Yeah, real bad. Real bad CGI again. Yep. I think when they stuck in what they were doing, like the original idea, it it works. It's a funny. Movie. Yeah. No, like you're especially right. for teenagers. Great point. Yeah, and the movie would have been half hour shorter. Yeah. Could have no been question. perfect. Could have been a, a perfect hour. 69 minutes. Perfect 69-minute movie. Yeah. What could have been? Uh, other good stuff. Anything else for you? Uh, I liked they gave... It's really all the... the Whoever was the sound guy on this movie deserves the raise. Yeah. Whoever's the Foley artist, for yeah, sure. Yeah, because he, he was just adding in little bits here and there. Uh, I love people talking in the background. I love when uh, yeah. the squeaky shoes and they're like... Master. Again with the squeaky shoes. Oh, the squeaking shoes yeah. for Wimplow. <laughs> shoes like, again. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> the like, first, the first fight where you have the first bad guy talking and he talks with a lisp. It's a great joke. Yeah, yeah. The fighting was good too. I think. I think that you could tell that Steve really knew martial arts, but also was willing to make fun of it. Yeah, the whole legs going in multi directions. Uh, the uh, fighting with his tongue. Yeah. It, uh, the gopher chucks. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. I knew exactly what he was doing. This is a movie. Did anybody that, else? I don't know. It's a movie that you have to know about to know about it. Uh, yeah. Like listening to this conversation right now, you'd be like, "I have no 
fucking idea. Unless you've seen the movie. What you're talking right, about. Right, right. And this is this is like a this is a, a point I wanted to make where you have the reverse effect of like everybody telling you to watch the Boondock Saints and yeah. you watch the Boondock Saints and you get underwhelmed by it. With this movie, you have people telling you about this movie like but everybody's telling you it's outlandish and outrageous and 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 whatever so go in with that mindset. You go in with that mindset, you you don't expect much, but then you get surprised too by by some scenes. Yeah. Some, so what was dialogue. your what's your opinion? So now that we're better uh, than what I thought it would be, but I think it's I think it just I think it was a timing thing. Like if I watched this in my teen years or ten years ago, I don't know if I would appreciate it as more. <laughs> yeah. But now I do because I'm sort of a captive audience, that sort of thing. And 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 like I know what they're doing. I know what what this guy was trying to accomplish and I don't know like just just go in for the giggles don't try to take it serious stay tuned we got stuff cooking up in here gonna chop y'all up look at all of this best voices for you who what were the best voice over dubs the best voices uh, it's a toss-up between um find find me one master tang uh soundbite hold on I, I gotta i gotta just go back to this that's a lot of nuts <laughs> that's a pretty good one just because it's so stupid that's an all-time quote uh i know multiple pa- uh, parents who are still say that quote after seeing this movie with their kids <laughs> and you want fries with I that remember <laughs> a long time ago when a good friend of mine told me there would be a chosen one There will be a chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> the flashback scenes yeah. also so aged, stupid. It's pretty good, and yeah. then they kept doing it over and over just to have that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Master Tang was good. Betty was great, uh, just as a bad guy voice because it was so annoying. Yet at the same time, there's a reason why it's so annoying. So good. Um, yeah. I really liked uh, the first um, the first villager that comes in to stop the fight between um, Wimp Limp. Wimp, wimp low, wimp low, and um, <laughs> and the chosen one. Yeah. Cause he's just talking like this, and he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it, was, it was just very dumb. I really enjoyed that stupid joke. Hi, 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 why, why? Yeah, the unexpected ones were always good. Yeah, um, like the lisp guy. Lisp yeah, guy the lisp, was great. Lisp guy was great. I liked. Uh, That's I, a lot of nuts. The one that really stuck out to me as a youth that I've held on to a lot is Ling, who is like the main woman. Yeah. But just because her voice was like, wee-o, 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 yeah. was that was something you, she would say because her mouth always made like o o shapes. Right. So I think he was just like wee-o, wee-o. <laughs> just constantly she was doing that. But she did have a part where she's like, never make it, ever make it, ever make it, never. Make it. <laughs> and I still say that like all the time. That'll be four bucks, baby. You. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> you want fries with that? Yeah, is that what he says? You want yeah. fries with that? <laughs> the best part about that character is that he only he comes in like near the end of the movie. It's there's like the like, last 10 there's minutes. like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. left in the movie and that and that voice just shows up. That's what yeah. that's one thing that it did right is it just like peppered in stuff and like there was always something new that you could like yeah. Oh, yeah. could catch you off guard. Yeah, the, what caught me off guard because I I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. So I rewatched it. the The scene where he's training, trying to get his like stick immunity. Yeah, and just yeah. gets knocked out and beat the <laughs> shit out of. And then the guys are like, "Oh yeah, we're supposed to lay on top of him," and then he flies <laughs> off of us. And 
Uh, I don't think he's going to do that. <laughs> uh, let's I just do. walk away. <laughs> That's a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're just like, oh, uh, is he okay? Okay, I guess we'll just, uh, you guys, you guys, uh, you look pretty hurt. I don't think, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, we already said the plays me like a drum. <laughs> uh, Betty, Betty had a lot of great ones. Yeah. We already said a few of them. Uh, he said, uh, Alex's favorite quote that he still says to this day, he says to me, towel, towel. <laughs> when Master Petty asked for the towel, I'm like, I don't even remember that being in the movie. I but don't remember <laughs> that at all in <laughs> but, the film. But it is haunted uh, Alex and therefore Rachel for the rest of their lives. <laughs> so congratulations to them. Uh, speaking of Rachel, uh, she'll be on next week. Future guest, yeah, yeah, yeah future guest. Tune into that while we uh, dive into the the romantic epic known as Crossroads. Crossroads, not from nineteen eighty six. Getting into the Britney movies, yeah, it's Britney, bitch. Um, my favorite line from the entire movie is the beginning uh, of the intro of the temple scene where the guys are doing their crazy kata, and the crazy kata is our sexual preferences are are. Own business. <laughs> Which, it's like this is that's that's not only funny, that's very poignant <laughs> to today's uh, climate. I know those, and the other one was like, one of us is wearing a push-up bra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. lacy, black. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the last one, the last other song that Master Tang made up while he's walking around. Uh, the chicken go cluck cluck cow go yeah. boo. <laughs> Want to be an animal just like you? <laughs> but then he like has to come up with the second verse. Lemurs go, ostrich go, bleh. koalas go. <laughs> so good. God. And then, that's a lot of nuts. And then I remember my first, like first one of my first like still screens in a memory where there and then voiceover was he's got the claw and he's fighting him. And then the claws coming right at his face, and it yeah. pauses time, and he's like, "Okay, so here were my options: A, quickly duck sideways, dodge the claw, then take him out with a spinning back kick, or B, take the claw on the face, then roll on the ground and die." Mm, Should have gone with A. Don't want none unless you got. Whenever the claw would, whenever the throwing claw, the bad guy had like a chain with a claw on it that he would constantly hit people with. Whenever somebody got hit with that, they were always just like, that really fucking hurts. <laughs> and it made me laugh every time. <laughs> well, now it's time to play some games. First up, the top five. Top five. Uh, one of the main lines of this movie, speaking of uh, famous quotes, is that uh, chosen one, chosen one. I'm coming. So we're gonna do the top five chosen one characters. So uh, yeah, there's we got a wide swath of choices here. There's a lot. I was doing some research on this, and uh, I've got some that I like, some that I want to sprinkle in a little sprinkle. Mm. There's only gonna be two of us, so there's gonna be a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, that's fair. When you do a Google on this, there there's some good answers and some bad ones. Where do you want to start? You want to start at the bottom or the top? Let's start from the bottom. Let's start from the bottom. Our number five. My number five is Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Okay, it's a good choice, yeah. actually, because I was thinking about my Kung Fu knowledge yeah. coming into this, and I, I've got some very basic. I've seen some you know, here and there. I've seen some of the old Jackie Chan movies, which are really great. Haven't seen Enter the Dragon. 
Haven't seen a lot of the Bruce Lee uh, movies. I don't know if those are chosen one films, though. He's just yeah, like they're not the chosen man. one, but they're kung fu wise. Yeah, are those even or are those just? I see. That's we need an expert. That's kind of why we haven't delved into this mm. yet. We haven't had like the one. Speaking of chosen one, the one on yet, whereas right. they can kind of help us through. Right, 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 right. Uh, well, my number five. I'm going baseball. Oh boy, my number five. From Field of Dreams, Ray Kinsella. If you build it, they will come. He was the chosen one. He was the chosen one. To build, right. uh, build that baseball field. Yeah, stupid Kevin Codner. If you were going to be a chosen one, I like the low stakes of that. Yeah, that's you fairly know, low stakes. I don't, have to, I don't have to kill anybody or do anything. I, all I got to do is mow over my corn and build a baseball field. He's yeah. crazy. He's yeah. mowing over his corn and building a baseball field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my number five. But okay. uh, I do like Poe. I think uh, and Jack, you know, we're a Jack Black Jack podcast. Jack Black, yeah. Jack Black gotta love that. Black Jack cast. Yeah. Um, number four, I will have to give it to the true hero of the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, Longbottom. Oh, He's the wondering. he was the chosen one after all. He I just didn't wondering. realize his potential until the the actual moment presented himself. So I was I was really debating on going there too. Um well I did. How about that? I didn't I'm debate. Pr- I'm proud of you. No I'm choice. Proud of you for doing it. No Do you, option. Is Harry even on your list, or should we wait to find out? I mean, uh, he's he's in this list by proxy because of Neville. Yeah. He was actually like the guy, but he couldn't because he died like a like a <laughs> you know like something. Uh, what's your four? My number four. Uh, there's like the big four, you know, that yeah. really stand out when you think about super this, nerds. It's this, this yeah. category. Yeah, big nerdy four. Yeah, there's some nerdy four. I don't really want to go in that direction. Um, I don't, but I feel like that's the only option. Yeah, I'm gonna leave one off because. I'm gonna make Kyle's list for him right now. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Goku. Uh, yeah. Is my... Goku a chosen one? <sighs> By who though? Who's choosing him? I think he is the chosen one. Right. He's choosing himself because he's the strongest. I don't understand being. how Dragon Ball works. So I don't maybe get it maybe I'm wrong. I don't even want. But go that's there. Kyle's full list. So I just want to take Goku off the table. I don't yeah. really want to talk about him otherwise. I don't think he'll put Goku on there. He'll put fucking. The Skywalkers on his number one. Yeah, list. he they might make it. My number four. I'm gonna go animated. I'm gonna go Ash and Pikachu. In what context? They're the chosen ones. They mm. they're the ones who uh, bring balance to the uh, to the Poke World. The Poke World, <laughs> <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, I just you don't know what you're talking about. Pikachu is <laughs> P- Pikachu's the chosen one. He uh, really feels like it. Their he feels, bondness he of feels, love. He feels special. You know, I think that's what I consider a chosen one is, is somebody who's chosen to be special, and uh, they they go beyond their powers. They they are they're different than everybody else. You know. It doesn't have to be a prophecy every time. I think Pikachu counts as the chosen one. You think? Right? Right? Come on. I'm in Psychoville and Finkel's the mayor. <laughs> no, I don't know. I okay. don't, honestly if, don't know. If, if not, then I'm going King Arthur at number four. King Arthur at number wow. four. Wow. Pulled the sword out of the stone. We're counting Ash and Pikachu. That's your number three. Okay, that's okay, fine. That's what we're doing. Sorry. Sorry. Meanwhile... Leaving out the one of the one of the greatest uh, ones of all time, in regards to a uh, a chosen one, number three, Ang, last Airbender son. Can we count it? Counting it. 
Can we? There's what? a movie. Isn't there a movie? There is a movie. Yeah. You're right. It's a bad movie that we're going to do one day. <laughs> I thought you did already, we already did it. Did we yeah. already did it? You yeah. already did it without me. <laughs> oh, shit. Stupid idiot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Last Airbender. Come on. They're remaking, they're remaking the show. They already got a legendary cartoon. They got a terrible movie. Yep. It's all about the chosen one. You're right. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. What's your number two, brother? You're getting down in the nitty gritty. Yeah. Luke Anakin. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I was gonna put Harry Potter. It's tough. Um, Harry Potter was gonna sneak into that two spot. Yeah, but now since you got him on yours, I'm gonna, or since you got Neville on yours, He's I like I like the dual the dual Harry Neville thing. Yeah, but I'm gonna go dual Luke and Anakin. Yeah, I just it's so hard for me to to grasp like what a prophecy is if the prophecy's wrong. You know, yeah, because he because they're talking about the one who brings balance and order to the to the force. Technically, Anakin does it because it beget his actions beget Luke to correct it. But at the same time, like he didn't have to do that correction if he just followed what he was supposed to do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. You're the chosen one to uh, first kill all your friends and then yeah, then destroy everything you understand. You're the one who's going to throw the balance off of force and, and then, then throw an old man off of off a ledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, throw an old man off a ledge and make it all right. <laughs> Sounds great. Here's six hundred million dollars. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. We're going down. <laughs> and then turns out Palpy was still alive the whole Palpy, time. Palpy, yeah. Oh, I'm dead. Not really. Classic <laughs> Palpy. Classic sheep. Uh, my number two then will have to be. I'll agree. I'm gonna leave it. We we should just do same two and ones. Yeah, Neo uh, Neo's number one. Neo's number one. Uh, I don't know if the the retcon of of resurrections changes anything. Have you so, seen Have you seen it? No, my my opinion may change because of that. But at the same time, I don't think it will. They do. They do. They kind of retcon it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's just just, just like. The third one was so bad, like I'll I'll watch anything, but at the same time, it's like, like you already I, built a world. I liked the new one, Lana. I liked the new one. Okay, all right, I'll have to watch it. I liked that they they were they were openly like we're making another one. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was it was uh, meta enough to where it worked. You know, they did get a little lost in the layers. Other than that, though, I think it was good. That's fine, and and that's the type of movie it needs to be. Like how how the first movie initially came out, like it 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 sunk in deep with those tropes, but pushed it to pushed it to the highest gear they could possibly go to, where in regards to like waking up, becoming realizing your true potential. Uh, uh, Joseph Campbell's like wet dream times a million if he was taking excessive drugs. Yeah, yeah. If you if you talk about the one. First person I think of is Neo. Yes. So that's why he's at the top. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Future Nick in the edit. And I just got to tell you a quick story. I, um, I woke up in a cold sweat after recording this episode. And I I have to change my top five. There's I, I'm taking off Anakin and Luke. And I'm inserting uh, Harry Potter. Um, he just means too much to me as a person, and he's a personal hero of mine, because um, we both have scars on our faces, mine from jumping in the shallow end of a pool, and him from uh, almost getting killed by Voldemort. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reinsert Harry Potter into the number two spot and take out uh, Anakin and Luke Skywalker. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening.
Other ones off the list. Uh, Paul from Dune. Chosen one. Oh, Dune. Yeah, Paul Atreides. Yeah, yeah. Paul Atreides. Uh, Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Uh, Arag- Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of I chosen. Know. I don't one. know who you. Yeah, I don't know who you kind of choose on that because he's uh, John Connor. Terminator. John I just don't like John Connor as a character, really, which is why I didn't really want to put him on the list. Yeah, Christian <laughs> just, Bale didn't really do him any justice. Yeah, they're all just like kind of average. Right. Uh, Blade. Is he a chosen one? Uh, no. Optimus Prime. Not a chosen one. No. These are all See, stretches. Yeah. Uh, Unless no- you know the lore. Two, uh, two for you. Conan the Barbarian. Conan, yeah. Conan's and, a chosen uh, and one. Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod. From uh, Highland. <laughs> McLeod. <laughs> Mr. McLeod. Con- <laughs> Mr. McLeod. Uh, Connor McLeod, yeah. From Highlander. From Highlander. Uh, uh, Highlander number two is uh, eligible. Commander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Highlander one's almost eligible. Uh, the last one I got, uh, speaking of where we're going the distance, Avatar, Jake Sully. <laughs> yeah, Jake from Avatar. Not Airbender, just Avatar. <laughs> we're gonna. It's coming out. End it of is this, a year from now. Sure, we're going to be talking Avatar. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I it's guess t- it's totally How coming. How good out. does that movie have to be to not get just totally just <sighs> be like, what the fuck did we just wait? People don't remember. That's the thing. It's it like, has to oh. be. Ins- there, ha- it has to be insane, right? It's it got to be mind-bendingly so beautiful. It has yeah. to be so good. Just be just beautiful because it's taken eleven years. Eleven years. Just be beautiful. Yeah. At this point, it still is my number one three D movie of all time. I mean, I saw it in theaters three times in 3D, and it was just fucking great. Yeah, I didn't get the allure of seeing it multiple times in theaters, but that's just me being a grumpy old man. Guess it's just you. Guess it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, so same title, different movie, Nick. Same title, different movie. So we're going to do Kung Pao, Enter the Fist as a different movie. Once again, this is your first time listening to the podcast. Same title, different movie. We just take the title. Make a totally different movie and pitch right. it to each other. Yep. Uh, usually, if there's a producer here, uh, they will pick a winner, and uh, we'll talk about it next next episode. But we're thinking about having some repercussions. Uh, the winner gets to scoot by another week and not watch the Big Green again. The loser has to watch the Big Green again. Yep. Uh, we are a Big Green podcast. Always have been. Always will be. Uh, it's it's our favorite zero percent movie. And we put every other movie up against it at the end of the podcast. And now it's time that we have to rewatch it more than once. So I think uh, we think that the loser of the pitch game will have to rewatch it. Obviously, this episode, we will not have a winner or a loser. So uh, we'll discuss that with the crew on the next episode. That's fine. So same title, different movie. Kung Pao, colon, Enter the Fist. Do we have to use the full title? You would just do Kung Pao. I'm just going to use the full title. It doesn't matter. Um, it is a story of a family and assimilation, but not an actual assimilation, more of a faux assimilation. This is a family that runs a suburban Chinese restaurant and... The the daughter of the family is on to bigger and better things, but first she has to spend her last summer, uh, her last year of, of school um, being the, the main being the main manager, <laughs> food runner, uh, uh, food buyer, 
basically the owner because her parents fall ill and cannot take care of the the Chinese restaurant. So she takes hold of it. Uh, she starts to gain a love for it, and her biggest conflict is to move on and do what her family expects of her or help her family survive and keep the restaurant going. Uh, Kung Pao, enter the fist. Pow! Pow! P-A-O. No, it'd still be P-O-W. Because that's the name of the restaurant, Kung Pao. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, mine. The lady's name is Elaine Fistigarmer. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the fist. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, one actor that's going to be in it. Just one actor. Michelle Yeoh is the mom. Okay, there you go. I'm in. Rosie Tran is somehow in this film. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We're coming up on the... Uh, it is the Deep Jungle. There is a forbidden area of the jungle that nobody can go to it's called the fist mm. the, if you go if you go in as a man you come out a warrior or you don't come out at all Shaboy! and there's one man who is going to do it and it's your boy adam west it's 1950s batman kung pao wow so it's a, we got some so slapstick banana stuff 60s going on batman crossover 60s batman crossover Venturing into the jungle to enter the fist. Wow. And he's got to save some some lives. Save some lives. He's got to save some lives. Wow. Uh, I don't know who's out there. Uh, let's put Alf. Let's say Alfred got kidnapped or Robin. One of those two. Burt Ward. Stuck yeah. in the jungle. So uh, 60s Adam West goes out there. We got some, we got some good jokes. We got some good comedy, uh, comedy fighting, but also good fighting. We got some. Uh, the Batmobile plays a role. I won't. I won't spoil. I won't spoil how it happens, but uh, just know that it, it's there. And it's going to be good. All right. That so, sounds interesting. Kung Pao into the fist. Uh, I feel like you should have Batman in the title, but that's that's the old Batman, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you don't really need yeah. people people get it, Kung Pao, you know. So like, would it be like a Kung Pao enter the fist type situation where you're having like superimposed face? Not on Batman per se, but like on every other supporting character. <laughs> like how are you getting Adam how are you getting the spirit of Adam West in this film? It's a good question. I think we have to recast Adam West. They're the same face. But we uh No, we have to be an Adam West in person. Actually, I think so someone pretending to be Adam West. Batman. Maybe you're right. Maybe we maybe we do superimpose Adam West. He's dead. No, from old Batman's. Oh, and like like so deep fake him. Kind of like just kinda, do a deep fake. Kind of like Kung Pao, where they took an old. <laughs> we take an old Batman and we make it enter the fist. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of deep faking. There's something going on. There's something there. There's something. We somewhat still, we still got to work through it. So it's not there. a fully. It's not a full fledged pitch. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. I apologize. Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven. <laughs> Is this movie better than The Big Green? It's in parts. Yeah. Like I said earlier. In parts, there it's are better. there are funnier parts and more enjoyable parts. For yes, sure. I I don't know if it's fully it's, as a, as a co, as a, like a a unified piece better than the Big Green. It's more re- rewatchable. Well, we'll find the we'll big, find out this year. We'll find out this year. Yeah, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> um, what's your re rating? I'm giving it a twenty five. Twenty five. 
Yeah. Okay. From 13, yeah. Yeah, up 12 points. I'm going to give it 13 points up, go 26. It's, oh. it's above the criteria. Yeah, but I think it's hall- it's Hall of Fame worthy of film because it's bad, but at the same time, it's it. there's some redeem. There's too many redeeming qualities, uh, dare I say, to okay. make this a bad film. You know, I'm with you. What's your blurb then, buddy? My blurb is uh, it'll feel like a kung pao to the guts with how much you'll be laughing. That's good. It's better than mine. Um, mine's a Seinfeld reference. It's uh, Stephen likes his chicken goofy <laughs> instead of George likes his chicken uh, spicy. Kyle gets that. He's been watching some Seinfeld. He ain't watching uh, Edit shit. that out if you're not actually doing that, Kyle. He ain't watching anything. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Real Rex. Uh, uh, I have one. It is a new Netflix show called Archive 81. I turned it on the other day. Uh, watched the first couple minutes before I had to leave. It might scare you. I'm just going to give you scary? fair warning. Is it scary? It has scary moments, but I wouldn't consider it a scary show. It is a very thrilling show. It kind of struck me as like a uh, OA type show. Yes. In in so many ways that you have no idea. Okay. Yes. So it's like I a Stranger Things mixed with OA. I would, yeah, that's a fair, it's a fair, 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 fair assessment. Okay. I'd, I'd okay. watch it. I'd watch it if I were you. I kind of want to. Yeah. I think I didn't even know about it up until I went on Netflix a couple days ago. Eight episodes, watch them in two days. Well, she yeah. yeah. Is that good? Is that good? Uh, what's your show? Station Eleven. Yeah, I, I keep hearing good things. Already done miniseries. Season's yep. over. You can binge it all right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Maybe the best season of television I've seen in years. Yeah, in years. It's just it was a very, great miniseries. Yeah. It's so good, unbelievably good. Better miniseries than Watchmen. Uh, that that's the last greatest one. That's the last greatest one, even though it wasn't supposed to be. A yeah, miniseries. it wasn't supposed to be a miniseries. <laughs> Whatever. That's what you're, you're still mad about it. Oh, still mad. Of course. <laughs> stay. Damon Lindelof. As we say, that'll be my first question to you. If I keep see it real, you. stay mad. <laughs> <laughs> if Lindelof ever shows his fucking face around here, you know what I he's going to get. I got some questions. Yeah. I got some questions. Well, the Station Eleven guys are uh, are Lindelof uh, alumnus, uh, acolytes, uh, adjacent. Yeah. So okay, it's well, well it's well written. I want to sure. I want to watch it. I, yeah. I for sure want to watch good it. Good shit. What I wanted to ask you this before we we sign off. What did you think of Yellow Jackets? I finished it. Finished it. Yep. I I thought they um. It's good and bad. I liked yeah. it. I liked. I thought the show was really strong. The year, the season was really strong, but there were like a lot of like misleading, like stuff that didn't really a lot of red herrings. Matter. That didn't need to yeah, be red so many red herrings that you're just like. And it turns out that that's what the creators wanted. They wanted you to be paranoid about a Gears bunch of stuff. Gears turning the whole entire time. Yeah, and yeah. then they just made all roads lead to nothing except for one of them. Mm-hmm. And then and then they've been dousing out fires of a bunch of other theories and stuff. It's like just let people go crazy. Yeah, but, let it, let people theorize. But yeah, I think they could have introduced what happened at the end earlier. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, like you could have everything that they did could have happened in five or six episodes. Yeah, and like then you could have like they like they have five seasons planned out. You could have made it. Why not four seasons? Five seasons. Yeah, that's what I've uh, read about it. That's pretty wild. Yeah, but right. also they also didn't take advantage of like some of the se- like things that you thought they would have like right. Uh, a podcast I listened to talked about like. Succession would have been like the reunion. We'll stay at the reunion the whole time. We'll make you just like fucking it's one eat episode. It. We'll eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be crazy and like tense and yeah. just like 
but it was it ended a lot up being, of parsed out it ended shit. up being like not really climactic at all. Right, right. Do you? Yeah, I feel like they're gonna do for the next like seasons. just a mood set- setter if anything. They'll keep was... flashing back. They'll pull a lost and flash back to people who've already been killed and or written off. You yeah, know? They, like they'll keep flashing back to that. That's, yeah, I feel like that's coming up for sure. So I I thought it was good, and season two is gonna be pretty solid. I think. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, there you have it. This has been uh, Real Rotten, where we reviewed Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, by the way. Yeah, uh, until this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it expires uh, February 1st. Sorry, guys. Uh, hate well, to hopefully you. you checked it out beforehand. Yeah, who knows? It might be on Hulu. Yep, they'll, they'll move it somewhere around. It'll be somewhere. It's yeah. a, it'll be on Tubi. We are both ventriloquists. <laughs> I swing a little bit faster. I swing a bit less. Let me uh, <laughs> here. Let me see if they actually have that, and we'll take us out. Kung Pao soundtrack. <laughs> I don't think so. Just one of the songs. No, they don't. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten. We like our potatoes are rotten. You watch a film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. That was real rotten. We're fucking rotten